Good afternoon. Welcome to Midday Magazine for this Friday, October 14th. I'm Julie Hersey. Coming up in state and local news, we have stories from Ketchikan. Two boats sank after they were consumed by a fire at Ketchikan's Bar Harbor early yesterday morning. Two firefighters sustained minor injuries battling the blaze. In a statement, Fire Marshal Gretchen O'Sullivan says the incident was first reported just after 2.30 in the morning. Firefighters arrived to find two boats engulfed in flames. And the cause of the fire is officially undetermined, but O'Sullivan says investigators believe it might be related to an alcohol stove aboard the sailboat where the fire started. Harbormaster Dan Berg says the owner of the 30-foot boat had just left when the fire broke out. And not long afterwards, the entire boat was in flames. Fiberglass burns really hot, and it burned through a couple of his tie-up lines, allowing the, the sailboat to drift over next to this, the boat he shares a spot with, which was a 28-foot 20, kingfisher aluminum boat. And that one burnt completely as well. The flames scorched the sail and canvas work of another sailboat, which sustained only minor damage. Crews placed containment booms around the sunken vessels to prevent leaking fuel from polluting the harbor. Berg says the owners plan to raise and remove the boats in the coming days. He thanked the Ketchikan Fire Department for its quick and effective response. He says it's a good idea for boat owners to keep an eye on their vessels as autumn turns to winter. This is a time of year where... Things like this happen where people have heaters and heat lamps uh, going in their boat, so they should make sure to check all their uh, all of that kind of stuff and also check their batteries and bilge pumps. Two firefighters smoked, suffered smoke inhalation. One was treated and released at Peace Health Ketchikan Medical Center's emergency room, and the other declined treatment. Nearly two dozen firefighters responded to the harbor fire with 10 trucks from all three of Ketchikan's fire departments. If a kid encounters firefighters in a real emergency, they might be scared about the fire. On top of that, the fireproof suits can seem alien and scary if kids don't know there's a person inside. So Petersburg Fire Department calls this week Learn Not to Burn. Every year at this time, they visit classrooms to teach kids fire safety and to show off their cool outfits. Rachel Cassandra from KFSK has more. All the kindergartners in Aaron Willis's class are sitting crisscross applesauce on the carpet. They just finished watching a cartoon about fire safety. In the video, animals safely escape from a house fire. At the firehouse, firefighters always stay ready to fight fires night and day. Today, three firefighters are joining the class to talk about fire safety. Bjorn Stolpe starts putting on his firefighting uniform piece by piece. Fire Marshal Ryan Weldy tells the class about the gear. You see how he's got buttons and Velcro and that's all was sealed up really good so nothing gets inside the coat. Stolpe puts on his self-contained breathing apparatus. And that's a backpack, just like a normal backpack, but it has an air filter on it with some hoses so we can get fresh air and breathe fresh air. Dave Berg has been with the department since the mid-1980s. He says seeing a firefighter for the first time in an emergency can be extra scary. To kids, that can be a real traumatizing situation. So we try to uh, encourage them to ask questions and, and to you know, look up close to, to see that there's actually a firefighter inside the gear. In the classroom, Weldy helps the kids get used to the breathing apparatus. Does it kind of sound like Darth Vader? Anybody know what Darth Vader is? Yeah. 
Yeah, that funny breathing. The firefighters explain that kids might see them moving around on the ground during an emergency. Stolpe starts crawling towards the kids army style. The kindergartners scoot away to avoid him. Some of them look afraid and others are playing. The firefighters say the same thing might happen if there's a fire. Weldy tells the kids they shouldn't move away. Don't hide from firefighters. We're there to help. Yes. Then there's the very popular question and answer time with the firefighters. Well, maybe not questions exactly, but lots of kids want to share. Hayden McKay has an idea. If there's a fireman and his house gets on fire, he can just put his outfit on if he's in the right, if there's not a fire in the room. Weldy answers. Yes and no, but we, we keep this at the fire stations where we put where we keep this stuff and we get dressed in a fire station. Mateo Maldonado also wants to share. Question? Yeah, every time when I go near Spoka at the campfire, I get kind of sick. In case you missed that, he says he feels sick when he goes near smoke at the campfire. Weldy says that's for a good reason. Oh, yeah, because it's not good to breathe. Yeah, you want to stay away from the smoke. <laughs> the firefighters try to leave the kids with a few important takeaways. Here's Weldy. What do you do if your clothes were to catch fire? In the video they watched, the cartoon kids knew they shouldn't go back inside to find their cat. Now, Stolpe quizzes the kindergartners. If you have a dog or a cat or a fish in the house, should you go looking for it? No. I've got blood. I've got blood. Let, let the fire department go look for your cat or your dog. As the firefighters leave, Mrs. Willis rounds up the kids for circle time. Berg says the department also sees this week as a way for kids to make sure their families are prepared for fires. You know, this is a good time of year that we remind the kids to change their batteries on their smoke detector, uh, to go over fire safety plans with their parents. Petersburg Fire Department's Learn Not to Burn program is part of National Fire Week. Firefighters and volunteers visit all grades in the elementary and middle schools. In Petersburg, I'm Rachel Cassandra. The Petersburg Fire Department is always looking for volunteers and junior firefighter registration for kids ages 15 to 18 is this Monday, October 17th, from 6 to 8 in the evening at the fire hall. Kids need to bring an adult or parent or guardian with them to sign up, and there'll be pizza and more information. Ketchikan police responded yesterday to what they described as a false alarm of an active shooter at Ketchikan's Coast Guard base. Ketchikan Police Chief Jeff Wall says a member of the Coast Guard reported an active shooter on base shortly before 10 in the morning. We received a call that there was a possible active shooter at the, on the Coast Guard base. And so all our units, uh, including ASD, responded to the area. And then once we got there we determined that the, it was a false alarm. Ball says he's not sure what prompted the call to the police. I think it was just a misunderstanding on the part of the um, the boat captain. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I can't speak for the Coast Guard, but it, it came into us as there was an active shooter. And then when we got there, uh, it turned out to be a, a false, false alarm after when we responded. Wall says more than a dozen units responded to the call, including state troopers. He says local police, state troopers, and the Coast Guard had recently conducted training exercises at Ketchikan High School aimed at de-escalating an active shooter situation.
the good thing is that it, you can see we were, um, we were prepared for it if it had been a real situation. Coast Guard spokesperson Chief Petty Officer Kip Wadlow said all he could confirm was that there was not an active shooter at the base. Katmai National Park's Fat Bear Week contest, where the public votes on southwestern Alaska's fattest bears, is an international sensation. As Sage Smiley reports, a smaller bear viewing site in southeast Alaska has kicked off its own bear awards this year, but the focus is not just on the rotundity of the area's resident bears. Each year in early July, salmon return from the ocean through the waterways of southeast Alaska and up Annan Creek. Bears follow close behind, and close behind the bears are visitors, hoping to catch a glimpse of fishing bears and other wildlife at Annan. The remote site, located on the mainland about 30 miles southeast of Wrangell, is staffed by seasonal workers with the U.S. Forest Service, who rotate shifts living at a nearby float house anchored in Annan Bay. That's where the idea for the Annan Bear Awards was born, says recreation planner Dee Gala with the U.S. Forest Service in Wrangell. This year, the Forest Service had six employees working at Annan. One of their duties is to try and identify the bears because that helps us get an idea of the trends, you know, of the population, how many bears are we seeing at a time, are they the same bears, that kind of thing. As a part of that identifying, Annan employees take videos and photos of the bears walking, resting, and eating. We have anywhere from 40 to 60, I think, black bear that we see every year. That's hard to determine because, you know, sometimes people are counting them the same or sometimes, you know, we're guessing if they're the same bear or not. And then we probably have about half a dozen to a dozen brown bear in a given year that, that people see. All that watching leads to a familiarity between Anna and staffers and the bears at the creek, Gala says. You watch them for a while and you start to be able to pick out different um, characteristics that each of them have. I mean, that's generally how they acquire their names. And this year, <laughs> what started is we just had a whiteboard in our breezeway at the float house. And I think one of the gals just started writing out like categories for, you know, bear awards. And, and everybody would throw, you know, write down what they thought and why. And, you know, it got to be something kind of funny. And, uh, you know, we, every week you go out there and see who was winning the new awards. At the end of the season, Gala says staffers made the informal whiteboard awards into a full presentation, which they sent to Paul Robbins, the public affairs officer for the Tongass National Forest. People that work at NAN, they sent me a bunch of videos and pictures uh, of the bears that they took throughout the season and their unique attributes and entertaining anecdotes and their names all in this in this email and said, you know, this would be an interesting way to, to recognize all of these unique animals that we have this imagery of. And I thought, absolutely. Robin says that was about two weeks ago. The Tongass National Forest social media kicked off the first annual Annan Bear Awards with an award for fattest bear on October 3rd. That went to unnamed thick one. Not all the bears have names cutest bear. We've had the best fisherman, or the fisher bear, I should say. So Scuba Sue was the best fisher bear. We had the the most chill bear who was doing a impersonation of Baloo from the Jungle Book, just leaned up against a tree, scratching along to the music. Entertaining stuff. Scuba Sue is a well-known bear at Annan Creek, one of the only bears that regularly dips her full head and ears under the water to fish for salmon. Robin says the Forest Service is bestowing a grand total of nine awards to Annan Bears this year, with the potential for expansion in years to come. He says as a social media campaign for the Tongass National Forest, the Annan Bear Awards are a hit so far. Now we're getting more 
more engagements, more likes, more loves, more laughs than uh, than we usually do on our posts, which are primarily informative and not of adorable bear antics, and definitely more shares than we usually get. Robin says it also helps to elevate Anan, which is a relatively remote and under-the-radar bear viewing site. Not many people actually get to go to Anan and see that amazing place, so this is a great way to share it with folks who can't make it. Although the timing of the first annual Anan Bear Awards coincides with Katmai National Park's Fat Bear Week, it's not meant to compete with that well-established ursine election cycle. For one, the Anan Bear Awards aren't public choice. Plus, Anan is a different site with a different vibe. I don't think we have the amount of fat bears to really have a fat bear competition. And we just know that people are really interested in Fat Bear Week and they love it. People love bears in general. And this just looked like a great opportunity to highlight our bears here on the Tongass at Anan. We prefer to highlight their unique personalities and, and traits over uh, over their girth. Katmai has that well done. So we'll, we'll leave that to them and focus on the, the antics of Anan bears. Whether unnamed Thick One and Scuba Sue can hold on to their titles next year remains to be seen. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley.